Amen. Thank you for that. Take your Bibles this morning. We're going to go to the book of 1 Kings, chapter number 18. And uh, 1 Kings, chapter number 18. Uh, I'm aware of the time. I know I'm also aware that I've been terribly long-winded as of late. And I'm going to try to remedy uh, that today. And so uh, you, I probably won't have you here till 1230. Uh, and uh, those who are visiting uh, just swallowed really hard, like, oh, my word. And, uh, but anyways, we are, uh, I'm going to be mindful of the time uh, here this morning. As Brother Travis was teaching in the Sunday school hour, uh, he was talking about um, uh, the Sea of Galilee in Luke chapter number 5. Uh, Lake Gennesaret uh, or Lake Tiberias, depends on which city you're in around the Sea of Galilee. They call it uh, whatever their city is. And, uh, but um, just got me thinking about uh, the Holy Lands and being over there recently. And uh, in one of my, well, before I left to go over there, <clears throat> I had preached out of 1 Kings 18 uh, about uh, Elijah, uh, but really pointing out uh, why he was so discouraged, and part of the reason, because I said he was he was hangry, uh, he'd been traveling everywhere and, and not eating and fasting, and uh, but having been there, just kind of opened it up, made it even more alive. Just uh, when they got the water for the altars, I mean, how far they had to go. Uh, if there was a creek that was down the valley or if they had to go uh, all the way to the Mediterranean, uh, it was very eye-opening. And, and I love this passage of Scripture. Uh, and if you're familiar with the pictures uh, that we had uh, at, in, um, uh, when we were over there, the one with Amy standing on top of me uh, like that, that was up on Mount, uh, Mount Carmel. And, uh, and I love this story. It's one of my more, uh, favorite ones in all of the Bible and, uh, and just Elijah, uh, who he was and what he had done. Uh, all that took place uh, in these accounts through the passage of scriptures, of course, his testimony uh, before God, uh, all of that uh, makes it a very uh, one of my favorite passages. Uh, I want to begin reading uh, this morning from our text. I'm going to read one verse in verse number 17 uh, and uh, 18, uh, but then we're going to back up. And there's three different challenges or groups of people that are challenged in this passage of scripture. One is a man named Obadiah, which we'll talk about here this morning. And then Ahab uh, himself, and then uh, the people of Israel. And it said that he gathered all the people there. And I, uh, it, that, I don't think that every single person in Israel went there. It's kind of like if you said everybody is going to this new restaurant. Uh, it doesn't mean that everybody actually is at that restaurant. But there were a lot of people that were present. Uh, not just the 850 prophets, 450 of Baal, and then also uh, of the groves. And, and, and I like what Elijah had done. I know I can't be... I just complained to you a little while ago about... How, how sore my arm is from waving a hammer for a couple hours, uh, I wouldn't be able to slay 850 uh, false prophets like he did. But I'd like to invite you to stand as we read just one passage. I'm going to touch on it briefly. It'd be basically an application other than the application I'll be making uh, today. So two applications in the shorter message. Uh, but we'll begin reading verse 17. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message. Lord, please speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Um, the time had come that, uh, to end the drought that God had uh, allowed to take place there. And, uh, but it wasn't enough to just announce or for Elijah to announce that the drought would be over. Uh, and uh, it was God's design that uh, he would uh, do it in such a way that uh, Baal would be completely discredited. 
Uh, if you think of the prophets of Baal uh, and uh, the, all the things with the fertility, uh, God, and everything else involved with that, there are many they, people, if the land was blessed, they'd give glory to Baal. Uh, and, uh, but the problem is, is that it's God's land. Uh, and God gets the glory, and so they were basically, you know, uh, claiming the same t- territory, and they both can't be right. It's either God uh, or it's Baal. So God decided to deal uh, with Baal and Baal worship uh, in this passage of Scripture. So even in the manner in which the prophet confronts Ahab uh, in this passage of Scripture is important uh, because uh, he had been searching high and low for Elijah for many days. We read about that uh, in chapter number 18 and in verse number 1. And so uh, the Lord uh, would never allow Ahab the satisfaction in finding Elijah. Uh, and Elijah comes on the scene uh, and uh, by way of an introduction from a gentleman named Obadiah. Uh, and he gets down into this uh, with the passage that we read in verse number 17 and why I want to point this out, when he says, Aren't thou he that troubleth Israel? And he said that uh, it wasn't he that troubled Israel, but his Ahab's house. And uh, it was a wicked house, and all that would, had gone on, we know. Uh, and again, for sake of time, we are not going to go into all of that. Uh, but an application I want you to take away from this message today, from verse number 17, is I believe that all children of God, all saints of God, those who are saved, uh, are you know, troublers of Israel. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. Um, your life, if, if, you are, if you live your life for the Lord and try to walk with the Lord, and, and, and that can take on, of course, many uh, different directions. But I'm talking about, you know, you, you go to church, you read your Bible, you pray, you, you try to serve Him, you're a soul winner, you, you, you're just living for the Lord. Um, that troubles people. Uh, that, uh, that's something that people have a difficult time with. I was reading early this morning in the Sermon on the Mount and, uh, and where the Bible talks about blessed are they uh, who, uh, who's persecuted. Um, the thing about persecution is if you, uh, it's persecution that comes your way when you don't deserve it. Uh, you're just you know, living for God and people have a difficult time w- with that and say things and mock you or whatever. And we, last night, Amy and I uh, had uh, uh, found out that somebody was like that in our family for years and years and years and years, still like that, just despises, despises me for my position and everything else. And so I got thinking about, you know, um, what could the reason be? I've never done anything uh, to uh, this individual uh, but they absolutely uh, have a problem uh, with me. And I thought about this passage, because I was preaching from it, but this verse in particular, uh, and uh, that every saint of God is a trouble of Israel. The reason being is that as a Christian, you are in a way an embodied conscience uh, for the people around that see you. Um, if when you live for the Lord, the Bible says that people see your good works, they glorify your Father which is in heaven. We're supposed to show our faith by our works. We don't work to get to heaven. Uh, we're saved by the blood of Christ. Uh, but uh, we're to be busy serving Him and doing. And when people see uh, that, um, there's an, any number of reactions uh, that can take place. Uh, but I believe that that individual uh, just uh, feels uh, bad uh, about um, uh, their life and uh, in many different respects and despises uh, me uh, for my life and the life that I live for God. Uh, I think that, and again, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm pastor of this church, but uh, I'm, you know, I, I argue with Paul. Uh, I'm the chiefest of sinners, not him. Uh, but what I'm saying is that when you, when you try to live for God, 
Um, the, the Bible teaches us that there are going to people going to persecute you. There are people who are going to say nasty things or whatever. And, and uh, Elijah's conscience, his character, uh, is uh, is the was the law of God brought nigh to man. Uh, when you when you obey the Lord and live for the Lord, people see that, uh, and uh, his purity um, uh, reproves his uh, his uh, honor uh, in in life uh, as a, a prophet of God uh, brought shame to men, uh, and uh, the gravity and the aim of his purpose was something that, of course, God ordained and did that. And when you when you live for God, the Bible promises you uh, that uh, you're going to suffer persecution. If you're not suffering any persecution, I would, I would dare to say today you're not, uh, you're not living for God uh, open enough uh, and, uh, or uh, hard enough. Uh, and I'm not talking about just going out there and, you know, uh, you, can get, you can get, if I go out and I preach against something, whatever, and I get locked up in jail, uh, there's, there's like a choice and a consequence for the thing that I have done. And I wouldn't necessarily call that persecution. Uh, but when there are, you know, you're just minding your own business uh, and trying to live for the Lord, uh, and, uh, and you've got free space, free rent in someone's head for 30, 40 years uh, for having done nothing to them, uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm talking about this morning. If you are a child of God, uh, you will be a troubler of Israel. Uh, whether you know it or not, whether you're, you're aware of those things, it just happens. And so Ahab was wrong. It wasn't Elijah who was the troubler. Uh, it was he uh, who, in fact, was that. And so I said that there were three challenges in this passage of Scripture, the challenge to Obadiah, the challenge to Ahab, uh, and the challenge to all the people. And all of those challenges were uh, meant to, uh, and in the Bible, for us uh, to make application and I'll be speaking to that in another message uh, in, uh, in just a couple of weeks. Uh, but I want to begin reading in verse number 1 of chapter number 18. The Bible says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. We mentioned that briefly just a moment ago. God was bringing an end to the famine. Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine uh, in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. And now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. If you have a pen, I'd like for you to underline that phrase there. Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. This is not the prophet Obadiah that we read about in Scripture. This is the governor Obadiah. Uh, and he uh, served God. He feared the Lord. Uh, but he also was uh, a right man, third in power, really, uh, to the king of Ahab, who was a, a wicked king. Uh, and that's important uh, as we make our application uh, from this th today. Uh, and Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. There was a famine sore. Obadiah was the governor. Verse 4, For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land unto all the fountains of water and unto all brooks, Peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. So in a time of famine, it's getting towards the end. So the announcement of that the famine uh, is, uh, is over has not happened. Uh, the conflict that we see later on in the chapter is later on. Uh, so in that moment, uh, they were sending out, just trying to find water, uh, looking throughout the land, 
uh, to, to find a, a place to water their cattle and horses and, uh, and every, all the livestock that they had had. So Obadiah went one direction, Ahab went another. Uh, and again, another blessing, have, uh, having been there to know exactly where this has taken place uh, and uh, to see it in my mind, I want to encourage you, uh, if you do get a chance to go over there, uh, to do so. Uh, so they split it up and they went in different directions. Uh, and then you've heard this expression, um, you know, uh, I'm having a divine appointment. Uh, that means perhaps the Lord sent someone in your path uh, and you see uh, that God is in it and what God is doing. And we find one of those divine appointments here, <clears throat> beginning in verse number seven. And as Obadiah, and remember, he feared the Lord uh, greatly. Uh, it says, and as Obadiah was in the way, Behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face and said, Art thou that my Lord Elijah? Uh, so he recognized Elijah for who he was, whether it was, you know, um, because of uh, Elijah's uh, fame or whatever. Uh, it could be that the Lord himself uh, gave him insight uh, as to it. Either way, he recognized who Elijah was. Uh, and, uh, and having a fear of the Lord, uh, he bowed himself uh, and, uh, to him. And Elijah answered, verse 8, And he answered him, I am, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. So he says, yep, that's me, I'm Elijah. Uh, and, uh, and now I'd like for you to go and tell your Lord, uh, little L, uh, Ahab, uh, that behold, which is important, we can get and preach a whole message just right there on behold, uh, Elijah is here. And what God was wanting to do uh, to Ahab and uh, the message that he was getting ready uh, to give to him. But he said, it's me, uh, go tell your Lord uh, that, uh, that I'm here. And he answered him, verse eight, or 9, it says, and he said, what have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me. Uh, so he's like, you know, he recognized who Elijah was, uh, and Elijah immediately calls a God-fearing believer uh, into service, and then his response to that, after he gets up off his, off his face, uh, was, you know, why are you sending me off to get killed? I go in there and announce that, you, I mean, remember, Ahab's been looking for Elijah, uh, and I don't know if, what the, the laws were back there and, uh, and at that time uh, concerning that. But if you go in, it's like, hey, as a messenger from, uh, you know, somebody who the king uh, is seeking, I don't know, aiding and abetting, uh, uh, you know, some type of harboring a fugitive. I don't know what, the, what he was afraid of, but he knew that if he went to go see the king and to let him know that Elijah was there, uh, that his, uh, he was probably going to get killed. Verse 10 as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee, that the spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. Uh, and so when, and by the way, that was prophetic in a way. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go in there and say you're here, and the Lord's going to carry you off somewhere, and I'm going to be left behind for Ahab uh, to take his wrath out on. He says, when I come and tell Ahab he cannot find thee, he shall slay me, uh, but I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. He says, I, I know what you're telling me to do, but if I go ahead and do that, then Ahab is going to kill me. You'll, you'll get taken away, uh, and, uh, and I just want to remind you that I have served God 
uh, from uh, my youth. Was it not told you, verse 13, my Lord, uh, what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord, how I hid an hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water? And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here and he shall slay me. All right, so uh, we can get from this passage of Scripture, Obadiah's uh, a little nervous. Uh, uh, scared. He's having all of the, all of the feels. Uh, and uh, he uh, is trying to convince Elijah, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, don't send me to Ahab, because if you do, I'm a dead man. Uh, but Elijah was not persuaded. Verse 15, and Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And, uh, and again, there's, there's distance and, you know, it, it just, he had to go for one spot, uh, travel many miles uh, to tell, uh, tell the king. Ahab himself then tra- travels from where he lives uh, up to Mount Carmel where the, uh, what we read in chapter 18 takes place. Uh, this is, uh, it's not just like, hey, picking up the phone or, or texting somebody and, uh, and hey, Elijah's here, uh, he wants to meet with you. Uh, it, was, it was just a lot of work. And, uh, and if, if this man, Obadiah, was truly afraid for his life, uh, he was thinking about it the whole 20-some kilometers as he made his way uh, over uh, to Ahab's palace. Uh, but, but, but the man of God said, today I'm going to stand before him. And so he went uh, and, uh, and did uh, what he was told to do. And we don't even see uh, Ahab killing Obadiah, uh, which could be a lesson like most of the stuff that we worry about never happens. All right? Uh, but he was still uh, fearing for his life. Obadiah, the administrator or overseer of Ahab's household, we read about that, verse 3, out searching for water, verse number 5, when Elijah suddenly appears uh, and uh, and, uh, in the midst of of a dying people, um, Ahab was focused on livestock. Uh, and, uh, you know, we think about things that are really important. And, uh, and in fact, um, uh, I guess you would need livestock to feed the people. That's part of it. Uh, but, uh, but they certainly would have known the law of Moses that it was uh, his idolatrous ways uh, that caused the drought to happen in the first place. We read about that in Deuteronomy uh, in chapter 28, uh, all through there. The reason, the reason uh, that uh, they were suffering so much was because of his sin uh, and uh, not doing that which is right uh, in God's eyes, but in his own eyes. And his heart was so hard that he'd rather search uh, for a few remaining trickles of water uh, than to break his sin. Uh, God needed to send Elijah to him. Now, Obadiah is probably one of the greatest enigmas uh, in the Bible. Um, on one hand, uh, we read that he greatly feared the Lord. Um, but, you know, and that's evidenced by the fact that he hid, you know, the prophets from Jezebel and uh, provided for them and the verses that we read. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Obadiah was evidently a trusted servant of uh, one of the most wicked kings uh, in all of Scripture. And so I was thinking about that. How could a saint of God, a, a child of God, one who feared the Lord greatly, uh, be so closely associated uh, with such a wicked man. Uh, and, uh, and I thought, well, uh, Obadiah should probably be happy uh, 
to see Elijah, uh, glad to see him, uh, but because uh, Elijah coming on the scene meant that God was doing something and, and they were going to get some relief from the famine and the drought uh, that was there, but, uh, but Obadiah wasn't happy to see Elijah. Uh, he, and, uh, be, and I believe that he wasn't happy to see Elijah because immediately Elijah insisted upon him uh, to do something for God. So here we have a man uh, who greatly feared the Lord, uh, but he was super closely connected to one of the most wicked, vile men uh, in all of the Bible and his wicked and vile wife Jezebel. Uh, we can't get into it for sake of time, but the Bible says we're supposed to be in the world and not of the world. And, uh, and uh, we're supposed to be light and salt. And uh, there's, uh, he says, come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. Uh, biblical separation is, it, it permeates the Bible. Uh, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to be in the world, not of it. We're, the, if the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not. And we can, we can go to every gray area under the sun, uh, but, uh, but all of us in here, we understand what worldliness is uh, and when the world's got us and God doesn't have us. And God, elsewhere in the Bible, says you can't, you can't serve God and mammon. Um, it's, uh, he, he doesn't, God doesn't like half-baked, half-hearted Christianity. Uh, he'd rather us be hot or cold. In fact, we read about that in the book of Revelation. God wants us to be all in and for him. And, uh, and, uh, and so here's a man, uh, and we can think of others, uh, like, um, you know, Lot. Uh, who pitched his tents towards Sodom uh, and uh, where, you know, you're in the gates and all this and, uh, and just mix in and, uh, and all that they had done. And because he had uh, pitched his tent towards Sodom, uh, it affected him. And by the way, all through the Bible, uh, that is, that's the rule. That which is holy is always profaned by that which is unholy. Um, you, can, you can rub elbows. Uh, and again, Jesus was the friend of sinners. Uh, and, uh, and when you use that as an excuse to to go out to the bar or whatever, um, you're, you're not applying the scripture right. Uh, and uh, and Jesus, uh, Jesus is Jesus, and you're not Jesus, I'm not Jesus. Uh, but uh, we should be out there and reach people. Uh, Jesus came to seek and to save uh, that which was lost. And, uh, and, uh, and we are to go out in the highways and hedges to compel people. But, but guarantee you 100%, uh, you get too close to that crowd, they will affect you. Um, that's why we've got to be very careful uh, and, uh, when, when ministering uh, in those places. And uh, like one of the, you know, I love motorcycles, ride motorcycles. But you, want, you know one place that I'll, I'll never ride my Harley to? Sturgis. Because Sturgis is no place for a Christian. And, uh, and they say, oh, it's just a motorcycle rally and blah, blah, blah. I went to, I went to Sturgis once when it wasn't Sturgis time and bought a T-shirt uh, and, uh, in, one of the, in one of the stores. Uh, but I'll never. People ask me, like, are you going to Sturgis? Are you going to Sturgis? No. In fact, there are Christian motorcycle ministry groups that go there to try to win people to Christ. And I still don't, I just don't think it's a good, a good idea uh, because of everything uh, that's going on and all the things that you, you, you have to see. Uh, when you're there. Be careful. That's message number two. But here's my main point. It's 12 o'clock. Uh, he gets there uh, and, uh, and he confronts Ahab. Uh, and we read down a few verses and uh, he says, you followed Balaam. Uh, and uh, he says, verse 19, now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. 
And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. And if Baal, then follow him. And probably one of the most, uh, I guess, um, important parts of this whole passage are the next few words. And the people answered him not a word. The people answered him not a word. That was their response. The man of God says, how, how long halt ye between two opinions? Uh, and they sat there and didn't say a thing. Now, I don't know how that was, and I'm sure it was a pretty awkward silence. Uh, but as soon as they didn't say anything, it says, Then said Elijah unto the people, uh, and, uh, and we have the story uh, as he says, All right, you build an altar, uh, and uh, call fire down, didn't work, uh, and, uh, and all that, uh, that Elijah did, a great miracle. Uh, that God had done uh, in that passage of Scripture. And beyond that, uh, he took care of all uh, of, of those prophets, I believe, single-handedly. Uh, and uh, uh, I kind of think Elijah was a ninja, uh, just a little bit uh, part. This is my own opinion. Uh, but I think he did all of that. Uh, but how long halts between the two opinions? Uh, if God's God, serve God. If Baal's God, serve him. They, you, they both can't be God. Um, you, can't, you can't worship Baal uh, for all that Baal's given you uh, and, and, and worship God. Uh, and, and really, Obadiah was a picture of, um, uh, well, Elijah of the man of God and the word of God. Uh, and Obadiah, a picture of, of, is, of an Israelite who is living there and in the world, uh, fearing God. And it was a, he's a picture and a type. And so he's telling him, he's telling Ahab, he's telling all the people, Asking them the question, how long halts you between the two opinions? Here's what I want to challenge you with. Just recently, uh, I, I preached on heaven and hell uh, in um, uh, a service here uh, in church. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are people that, that hear gospel messages. I just preached a memorial service where I couldn't have given a, a, a more clearer presentation of the gospel. I didn't preach my, my uncle into heaven. I don't know, that, I don't know his spiritual condition. Uh, I didn't preach him into hell because I don't know his spiritual condition. Uh, all I know is here's what the Word of God says, and I just laid it out there uh, for, for everybody, uh, and there was just no... And, and really, as I watched the people, uh, and their response to that, there was, it, was, it varied. There are people, born-again Christians, that were there, and one lady come up to me afterwards and says, oh, I work with your uncle and dogs, and uh, I'm a born-again Christian, and, uh, and I just... I just and she was crying. She's like, I just can't imagine the, the, the great pack that was waiting uh, your uncle when he got to heaven, like a dog pack. Uh, and I thought, well, uh, praise the Lord. I'm glad you're saved, but that's kind of crazy. I was thinking that in my, uh, in my mind. You know, they, they watched all dogs go to heaven, apparently. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so I don't know all about that, uh, that kind of stuff. But all I know is here's what the Bible says. Uh, this is how uh, you go to heaven. And it's through Jesus Christ. It's through him alone. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not in our church. It's not in any of those things. It's not in, there's a lot of false religion. We just talked about, uh, saw a little bit in Buddhism. Uh, and they're not these peace-loving, uh, you know, uh, Buddhist monks or whatever. Uh, they can, uh, they're, they're violent uh, in, in many ways. And, uh, and so the people there uh, in, in Nepal, everybody gets saved the same way. Uh, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to heaven any other way uh, but through him. And so uh, there are people that, uh, that I know uh, listen to that 
uh, we're probably under conviction uh, from, from the Spirit of God and walked out of there as lost as they came in. And, uh, and it doesn't matter how often and how much I would say, you just got to choose and you've got to uh, and, uh, and, uh, and make that choice for God. Uh, they'll still leave unchanged. Uh, and who knows what happens? I said, you can go off and determine. My uncle, my uncle got up from the table uh, and, and was dead before he hit the floor. Just boom, just down. Hands were like that. Uh, and uh, and didn't even, just boom, gone, out into eternity. Uh, and that can happen to any of us. Uh, and, and I stressed that before, but yet there are people who, uh, who should, uh, are under conviction and should obey the Lord, uh, obey the gospel, uh, and get saved, and they don't. But you know what? There's also Christians that are in this church who fear the Lord greatly, but they're so associated uh, with life and busyness and the in world work and our associations with whatever, uh, that the, the moment the, the Holy Spirit of God calls you into service, you, you push back. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's that, just that weird just kind of balance uh, that people are trying to maintain. But here's the thing. You can't do it. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Uh, you know, I, I've been uh, talking with people a lot about, uh, about mental illness and things recently. And, and uh, you know what? Um, I believe that there are a lot of uh, mental health hospitals and stuff that are filled with Christians uh, who have been trying to live their life like Obadiah with a great fear of God, but so, so close to sin and wickedness and whatever, for profit, for gain, for whatever. Uh, I mean, he's out there. He's number three uh, in Ahab's kingdom. And I just, and, and, and there's no evidence that this man, by the way, uh, was a Baal worshiper. Um, it said he feared the Lord greatly. For whatever reason, um, he, he was in a, almost like Joseph, uh, to where he had prestige and power, but he was faithful to God. But, but so involved that the, the minute the, the man of God comes on the scene and says, I, I've got a job for you to do, it's like, whoa, I can't do that. Uh, we have missionaries here, and there could be someone, someone that God's calling to a mission field. And, uh, and, man, you love the Lord, and you think people on foreign fields should get saved, and, uh, and you're a soul winner, uh, and, uh, but you know what? You've got a nice salary at your job, and, uh, and it's just kind of cozy. And just the very thought of you giving all that up to go and serve God in a place like Nepal uh, is just so out of, out of the box uh, that the Holy Spirit's urging uh, and, uh, and drawing just seems to just... Just kind of dissipate. An absolute total enigma of a person in the Bible. And I believe that's why God has him in there for us. So we can look at a man like Obadiah and go, man, what's wrong with this guy? Uh, and if he, if he greatly feared the Lord and recognized who Elijah was and God had a, a job for him to do, he should have just got up and said, yes, sir, I'm on my way. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. Again, nothing, uh, nothing that he was worried about happening happened. Now, maybe it's not in the scripture. I don't know. Maybe later on when, uh, when uh, you know, uh, Elijah takes off and, uh, and Jezebel's trying to kill him, maybe she took out her, you know, uh, frustrations on Obadiah. I don't know. Um, but you know what? Um, if God's got something for us to do, whether it's a call of God in salvation to be saved and the Holy Spirit does that, or if it's a call of God to be a missionary or to teach a Sunday school class or to work a, a, a bus route, whatever it is, when God calls us, we can't be so closely attached to this world that we won't let loose of it. I mean, we have the greatest example in all the Bible with, uh, with the children of Israel. And uh, they left Egypt, but Egypt never left them. 
and uh, God got them out, and they struggled with that the entire time. How much of the world is still in you uh, that when God calls you to do something, you tell him no? And, uh, and now this man was, in a way, coerced. I mean, he's like, I'm going to go before him anyways. And so he just, Obadiah saw the right on the wall, uh, and he went and announced, hey, behold, Elijah is here. And, uh, and he did uh, what, what Elijah wanted him to do. Uh, but but this, the reason Ob- Obadiah, the governor, is in this passage of Scripture and part of these challenges is because um, all of us, we need to make a choice. How long halt you? How long can you have one foot in heaven and one foot in hell? Uh, how, long can you, how long do you think you can serve God and mammon when God says you can't? Um, how, how long do you think that you're the exception uh, to the rule uh, of, uh, of, of separation and a, and a call to service for God uh, that you, na- you claim the blood of Jesus and heaven's your home, but, uh, but, you, but you know, uh, I won't do anything. Um, the call of service is what got him uh, scared, frustrated, rebellious uh, to a certain degree, uh, and, uh, and God, God had to uh, work him through that. Uh, and he finally obeyed. Um, my question to you today, don't be a, a, a Christian who just vacillates between the two things. Um, get all in for God. Um, and when you do that, uh, just like I mentioned, in part, you'll be a troubler. Um, um, you'll be a troubler of your place of employment. You'll be a troubler in your family. Um, because when you love God and walk with God, uh, and uh, it, is, it is something that people see. Uh, and uh, and, and when, when, when preachers say, you might be the only Bible that somebody reads, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, they may never pick up the Word of God. They may never darken the door of a church. But, you know, they watch you and they see you. And, and, uh, and they are making judgments uh, on, on your life uh, all along the way. You might not even know it. I didn't know it. 35 years, 40 years, person hates my guts. Uh, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian and I want to live for God? You say, that's, that's not right. No, it isn't right. Um, but you know what? Um, the Bible says that when, um, uh, when we live for God, we're, uh, for, that he rewards us. He gives us rewards. But you know what he says about the persecuted? Great will be their reward. There's rewards and there's great reward. And you know what I had to, I've had to do over the course of time? It's just, when that kind of stuff happens, is just go, chalk another one up for me. A great reward. And I've got to focus on that and not this. Because when you focus on this, it drives you batty. And, uh, and so, great story, if I can call it that, in the word of God of Obadiah, uh, in a very telling one. And the question is like, hey, how long? Uh, and the answer is, you, ca- you can't. You can't halt between the two opinions. Choose ye this day whom you will serve, uh, is what, the, uh, what Joshua said. Uh, and, uh, and that's my question. Are you here today and you're lost? Get saved. Uh, just trust Jesus. If you're here today and you're a Christian and you're playing games uh, between the two, uh, and uh, God's got something for you to do, and you're telling God no, I'm just begging you, don't tell him no one more time, and just obey the Spirit's leading in your life. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and, and we're going to have an invitation.